Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. to us, not to serve him. Amen. With our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, Brother Danny. Amen. This month we're talking about the importance of God's word. Um, Brother Everett talked about the unmoved by God's word. Brother Rayleigh talked about restoring worship. And this morning for just a few moments, I'd like to talk to you about building on God's word. In Second Chronicles 34 and 31, and it reads like this. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant before the Lord to walk after the Lord and to keep his commandments and his testimonies and his statutes and all, with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant which were written in this book. You may be seated. We're talking about this morning for a few moments. Uh, Brother Toby, we're going to talk about King Josiah. Amen. And really, if you uh, look at his back history and... and um, it, it talks about his grandfather. His grandfather was an evil king. It said that he was one of the worst kings. He, he was an idol worshiper. He sacrificed children, and he gave in to an extreme violence. His father, Amon, he was also an evil king, and he only reigned for two years, and, and he was assassinated. And Sister Edith, you know, you just you know, I often think about, like with King Josiah, you know, if you just looked at him at the beginning, Brother Kevin, and looking at his, his, his grandfather and his father, you would have just thought, Brother Jimmy, there's just no way that he'll ever amount to anything. Amen. But aren't you thankful for a God that looks on the heart? Amen. Brother BJ, he knows what we're going to be before we are even formed. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? So many times, Brother Larry, you know, we look at children, uh, parents that maybe their parents... Um, Sister Joy aren't really the best parents, if we can say it that way. And we think, boy, they're in for a hard road to go, Brother Junior. But can I tell you, God can just take anything. Amen. Aren't you thankful that God don't judge in that sense? Aren't you thankful that God, in God's hands, nothing is impossible in God's hands? Amen. I thought about how that, and I want to kind of got ahead of myself, but but I want to get back. God's word must be the foundation upon which we build our lives. Hebrews 4 and 12 says, For the word of God is quick and powerful and is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing of the sunder of the soul and spirit and the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Numbers in 23 and 19 makes this promise that God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. What a promise. We could close the book, 
and go home right now shouting the victory. Amen. Aren't you thankful, Sister Susan, that God is not a man, that he should lie, neither the son of man, that he should repent. Brother Ben, you can stand on every word from Genesis to Revelation. Amen. I've always said, Sister Linda, if God done it in the book, me and you can hang on to it. Amen. Sister Betty, can I tell you, if God's a healer in the Old Testament and the New Testament, he's a healer today. Amen. If he was a provider back in the Old Testament, he's still, Sister Chelsea, a provider today. Good place to say amen, church. We're talking about building on God's word. Can I tell you, you know, I was thinking about by the grace of God, some years back, we uh, bought Sharon's Rab, uh, Brother Brian, at Daytona Toyota. And uh, Daytona, we like to go over there, and we figured while we'd go over there, you know, Sister Mary, if we needed an oil change, we'd just get it there. I mean, it was the best part about the oil change, Brother Polka, was it's free. And that was right up my alley. That was a selling point for Little Wayne. So, so anyway, as long as we kept the vehicle, Brother Kenny, they would change the oil for our lifetime and for its car's lifetime. But can I tell you, Brother Chris, that promise is only good for just as long as that dealership's in business. Church, say amen. Amen. That's all. Because can I tell you, Brother Justin, if that business goes out, busts and goes out and he starts selling something else, we got to start paying for our own oil change. But what about the promise? You said it was a, you was going to do that for the lifetime. See, it's very easy to get caught up, Sister Susan, because in, in the world that we all walk in, is sometimes people really don't hold up to their words at which they say. You know, I'm sure they meant that to be, Brother Wayne, but they don't know that they may go out of business. Nor about y'all, have you ever signed a warranty and you know, you look at that thing and, and you go to take it back and Brother Pope, they say, well, that's not covered. There was some small print there, Brother Jerry, that you just didn't see. That, But aren't you thankful that the book of God, God's promises are forever settled in heaven. They yay and they are amen, Brother Rayleigh. Can I tell you, if you read it in the book, you can get it. You can just stand on that, Brother Chris. I understand in the world that we stand, that we live in, it ain't always that way. Amen. Have you ever worked with somebody, Sister Edith, and they was your boss, and somewhere down the road something changed, and their attitude towards you changed? But can I tell you, when Jesus said he loves you, he loves you. He said in the Bible, talking about disciples, that he loved them until the end. Brother David, what a promise. I think sometimes that we just take the word of God for granted because maybe we've been at the table a long time. But can I tell you, Sister Ava said, we ought to be thankful for the power of the living word. We just don't have some book that's dead on the shelf. We have a living word, Sister Melinda. A living word. A powerful living word. I'll go on with my... A scripture here, it says, Hath he said it, and shall he not do it? And hath he spoken, shall he not make it good? James 1 and 17 said, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom no variableness nor shadow are turning. In Matthew 24 and 35, you can believe this because it's written in red. It said, Heaven and earth shall pass away. Sister Boyd, he didn't stop there. Amen? Sister Betty, we know that heaven and earth is going to burn up one day with a fervent heat. 
and it's going to pass away. But he said, my word shall not pass away, Brother Wayne. What a promise. What a guarantee. He says, man, aren't you thankful? Aren't you thankful you can pick up the book and read in Genesis and those same promises, Brother Richard, that he done in Genesis, he'll apply to mine in your life. We're talking about building. Can I tell you, you can build your life on the, and let me just say it this way. says, Donna, if you don't build your life on the word of God, you're going to be in trouble. Amen, because can I tell you, this world that we live in is ever-changing. What's right today is wrong tomorrow, and what's wrong tomorrow will be right today. Sister Shirley, I'm so thankful that I serve a God that never changes. I'm thankful that when he said heaven and earth shall pass away, my faith, my trust, my confidence ain't in this world that I'm walking in, Brother Jack. My faith, my trust, my confidence is the word of God. Amen. I thought about how that, and I'll be real quickly here. I thought about how the Lord, Brother Orlando, uses unlikely people. Can I tell you that Moses was a murderer and a stutterer, and he led out by God's grace over two million people out of Egypt that was in bondage. King David was not even on the top of the list of his father's list of who would next be the next king. Matter of fact, can I say that when Samuel went there, he looked at the very the oldest son of Jesse, Brother Polk, and he just knew that he was going to be the next king. But aren't you thankful that God not only looks at the outside? Sister Michelle, God said he looks on the heart. Amen. Aren't you thankful for that? Can I remind you that Hannah's son, Samuel, we was just talking about, the Bible said that God didn't allow one of his words to fall to the ground. Sister Betty, when Hannah was praying for her son, she never prayed for any of this, but God took nothing and made something out of it. Thought about Queen Esther. Who would have ever thought that Queen Esther would be Queen Esther? Amen? When King Hazarel was looking for a, for a queen, Esther was really the unlikely queen. Can I tell you about Mary, the mother of Jesus, Brother Mike? She was just a poor little gal. Probably on nobody's radar, but the Lord, but the angel Gabriel said she was highly favored amongst women. Aren't you thankful for that? Aren't you thankful that they said that Paul hunted Christians and pursued them to put them in jail and to kill them, Brother Wayne? But only God could use him to write two thirds of the new gospel and spread the gospel. And I thought about old Peter. He sleeps on Jesus. He curses, he denies. In his passion, Brother Jerry, he takes a sword out and cuts a man's ear off. Can I tell you, Sister Debbie, most of us would have just fired Peter from the organization. Amen. Just a little too unruly. Sister Brittany, that ain't what Jesus done. When on, when he, that angel told him, told Mary Magdalene and the other Marys to go back and tell the apostles that he had risen without any, he didn't leave out Peter. He said, oh, go tell old Peter. He knew Peter was hurting, so he wanted to send a special word to, to go tell Peter. But I thought about how that, you know, we all know the story, so I'll be real, real quick. What I'm talking about is building on God's word. Y'all remember the story when Peter and John was headed um, about the, the Bible said the ninth hour of the day to the temple to pray. 
And Sister Joyce, there was a, the Bible said a certain man lame sat at the gate called Beautiful. Amen? The Bible said that, that Peter and John, when they went by, he, went to, he wanted something from them, Brother JT, so he kind of stretched his hands out. And Peter looked on him, and he said, look on us. And the Bible said that, that, Sister Jessica, that the man was looking, expecting to receive something. Brother Kevin, can I tell you, if we'll come to church expecting to receive something from God's word, come on now, church, expecting God to give us something through his word, Brother Allen, God will meet us there. The, the lame man, they said that he was looking on Peter and John, expecting to receive something. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none, such as I have give unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Amen. Verse 7 of Acts and 3 and 8, I want to read you 7, 8, and 9 real quickly. I'm headed somewhere. And he said he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And the Bible said immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength and he leaped up, stood, walked, and entered with them into the temple, walking, leaping, and praising God. Amen, immediately. Now, Sister Edith, God is still in the immediately business. Amen, aren't you? I'm telling you, we're building on something more than just Harlequin Romance or Sports Illustrated or Auto Mechanics Monthly. Can I tell you, we're standing flat-footed, Brother Junior, on a living word of God. Because can I tell you, can I tell you, when we step out by faith, Brother Chris, and doubt not in our heart and just, just take this word of faith, and Brother how we can... If God did that for Peter and John, God can do that for me and you. Hey, amen, Brother Jack. He will do that. Aren't you thankful for that kind of faith that will just stand up and say he will? But Brother Farrell, in verse 9, it says, And all the people saw him walking and praising God. What a living testimony, Sister Donna. Amen. But Brother Donnie, what I, what I really wanted to, to tell you about is, is, well, you know, now you would have thought maybe that, that maybe the, the town there might, would have threw a party for Peter and John. You know what I'm saying. I mean, their God healed this man. It had been said at the gate daily. Brother Kenny, they weren't going to have to see this man no more. They seen him leaping and jumping and shouting and having a good time. Brother Mike, you'd have thought they'd have run a five-week revival. They just threw him in jail. Amen. But I, this is what I'm driving at. This is what they said when Peter and John stood before the, the uh, council, before the high priest. It said in verse four, chapter 4, verse 13, it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men. See, Sister Kathy, when we deal with God, God can take unlearned and ignorant men Come on, Brother JT. Because, see, it ain't us that's doing anything, Brother Brian. It's the Word of God. It's God backing up His Word. Can I tell you, He said He'll never leave us, Sister Michelle, nor forsake us. If you got enough faith to get out of the boat, 
can I tell you, Sister Terry, Jesus to get out the boat and go with you? Aren't you thankful for that? I don't know about y'all, church, but we ought to get excited about the word of God. Because I, I said this Wednesday night, but the Bible says, Brother Orlando, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We ought to get excited about the word of God. Don't you believe that must be why, Brother Kevin, the devil fights us so much about reading the word? Don't you believe that, Brother Donnie? Because can I tell you, the more word we get on the inside, the more faith's going to build, the more we're going to step out like Peter and John, and we're going to see some people sitting on the side of the road that need some help. And in the name of Jesus, Brother Jerry, we're going to reach down there in Jesus' name and help them. Because we're building on God's word. All right, I'm going to get back to King Josiah. I like to talk about Jesus. Second Chronicles 34 and 2. This is a little testimony about King Josiah that come from an eagle, uh, not an eagle, but an evil grandfather and an evil father, Brother Larry. Second Chronicles 34 and 2 said, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord and walked in the ways of David his father and declined neither to the right hand nor to the left. Sister Chelsea, can I tell you, if, if there would be such a thing as somebody would say some kind words about me, I would hope that would be it. That he walked in the ways of the Lord and declined neither from the right hand or to the left hand. Can I tell you, Sister Joy, there's so many things pulling. We're not talking about the world. We're talking about, Brother Danny, pulling at me and you as Christians. That's pulling us. Sister Wendy trying to get us to go back to the old past. Not the old past they talk about in the Bible, but where you and I come from. But Jesus said, a man that would put his hand to the plow and look back is not fit. Can I tell you, Brother Chris, there's nothing behind us in Egypt that we want to go back to. Can I tell you, because we, we're serving a God that's went away, he said in John 14, he went away to prepare a place for me and you. Brother Ray, don't you want to go? More than anything, don't Because Why do you want to go? Because there's a promise in the book. Sister Melinda, we know that we just read it, that God's not a man that he should lie. If he wrote it in his word, it's an inspired word of God. 2 Kings 23 and 25 said about King Josiah, said, and like unto him was there no king before him that turned to the Lord with all his heart, with all his soul, and with all his might, according to all the law of Moses, neither after him arose there any like him, Sister Jane. He was all in. I don't know about y'all, but by the grace of God, we've worked some people over, over the years and can I tell you, those employees, Brother Jimmy, that, that sold out to the company and they're all in, you ain't got to beg them to give you a good day's work. Can I tell you, those folks will show up and get right after it, Sister Joya. But Sister Chelsea, those folks that ain't really, uh, really all committed, amen, they'll have a bathroom break and a coffee break and a break break, amen. Brother Danny, when you send them to do a chore, you better go off with them because if you don't, they'll just be, amen. You know, Brother Toby's probably got some employees and Brother Daryl maybe has got some employees that you say, you know, I got to run uptown and get supplies and they know they're going to get back. They're going to still be working. 
But there might be some of them that when they, when, as soon as they pull out of the driveway, they think, oh, good, the boss is gone. Let me check and see. Never mind. We won't get into that. But aren't you thankful, Brother Brian, for a God that you can count on? I wanted a testimony that King Josiah, he, even though he had a bad start, Sister Betty, he served God. The Bible said at, at 16 years old, he began to seek after the God of David, his father. At 20 years old, he began to uh, purge Judah and Jerusalem from the high places and groves and the carved images and the molten images. Brother Wayne, at the age of 26, he said, you know what? We need to restore the temple. We need to have a house of worship and praise. Began restoring the temple, and the high priest, Hilkiah, found the book of the law in the house of the Lord given by Moses. Sister Chelsea, I, 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 when we were studying over this, I thought about what would have happened to the book of the law had Josiah had not started rebuilding the temple. Amen. Because obviously his grandfather and his father didn't care nothing about it because they was idol worshipers. Amen. But, but think about how God works in mysterious ways. Amen. It come to Josiah that we need to repair and rebuild the temple. And Brother Jack, by doing that, God said there's a book there that the high priests are fine. And can I tell you, it just reads on, Brother David. It just leads into other things. It just gets better and better and better. Without going all over it again, Sister Wendy, but, but you know, I often think about that Sunday morning that the Lord spoke to me that changed my whole family's life, changed my life, Brother Allen. I don't know how y'all came to meet the Lord, but if it's anything like mine, Brother Darrell, you know the Lord, when, when you really fall in love with Jesus, Pastor was just talking about that, you know when you get into a relationship, Brother BJ, can I tell you, there just ain't, there ain't too much God could ask me to give up that I wouldn't give up. Amen, because when I look at the, the road that I come from, Brother Pope, to the road that I'm on now, the peace that I didn't have back here, that the peace I got now, when I didn't have comfort back here, I got comfort now. Sister Lana, how do you put a price on that? When I get upset and, and can't, honey can't help me, my children can't help me, Sister Edith, my friends can't help me, but I can get into the Word of God. When's the last time you had troubles, Brother Chris, and you was reading, and, and you hadn't even told nobody about it, and you just find the Scripture that God just comforts your heart? Oh, what a promise, church. And this ain't even the best part yet. Amen. We're going to a place where there'll be no more sorrows, no more pain, no more heartache. Think about that. Think about that, Sister Kathy. No more the devil. Church, say amen. That's a good place for amens. Amen. Brother Orlando, we get to be with Jesus. Jesus. Throughout eternity, something that we've all longed for and wanted. Don't you want to see Jesus? And it said that when Halcon, the high priest, found the, the book of the law, said he gave it, the book of the law, to Shephan, the scribe. And it said it came to pass when the king had heard the words of the law that he rent his clothes and, and signified his deep sorrow with, with the people had strayed so far from God's law. 
Brother Kenny, he had, when the man of God had read him the word, he got so upset of the sin that he just ripped his clothes off. But he didn't stop. There. See, Brother Chris, it's so easy. Have you, ever, have you ever had God convict your heart, Sister Joy, and, and maybe you just didn't react right then? Have you ever been in a church service sometimes, Sister Mary, God's moving, his spirits are moving. You see people getting under the conviction and they just won't move. But Brother Allen, when that happened to King Josiah, he done something about it. That's why I said Wednesday night that if, if you're in the audience and, and you feel God moving and God's dealing with your heart, whether it's about repentance or whether it's about healing, whatever it might be, Brother Justin, just come on up, amen, whether you stand there and make an altar where you're at or come up front and get prayer, Brother Junior, because now's the day. Today's the day. You're not going to mess up anything. That's, that's what God come for. He come to seek and to save those which were lost. He, come, he took stripes on his back for minding your healing. You're not going to make God's mad. If, you know, if you feel like you need prayer, you, you're sure not going to make God mad. He's not going to say, well, look at that Wayne Williams just messed up my service. It may make Brother Larry mad because it messed up something in the program, but aren't you thankful God's not a programmer? Amen. God's a healer. God's a deliverer. And King Josiah, he said, you know what? I got to do something about this. So he sent some messengers to hold the prophetess in 2 Chronicles 34 and 21. And this is what he said. He said, go and inquire of the Lord for me and for them that are left in Israel and in Judah concerning the words of the book that is found. For great is the wrath of the Lord that is poured out upon us because our fathers have not kept the word. Church, it matters what you do with the word. Because somebody's watching your life, somebody's following your footsteps. It matters what you do with the word. Because you're a lot to somebody. And it says, in the word of the Lord to do after all that is written in this book, so this is what the prophetess told him in verse 23 and 27 of 2 Chronicles 34. And she answered them, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, Tell ye the man that sent you to me. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will bring evil upon this place and upon the inhabitants thereof, even all the course, curses that are written in the book which they have read before the king of Judah, because they have forsaken me and have burned incense unto other gods, that they might provoke me to anger with all the works of their hands. Therefore my wrath shall be poured out upon this place and shall not be quenched. And as for the king, listen, as for the king of Judah, who sent you to inquire of the Lord, so shall ye say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel concerning, concerning the words which thou hast heard. This is what the Lord said about King Josiah. Because thy heart was tender, and thy didst humble thyself before God. Brother Mike, what a word. He said, he said, your heart was tender. Can I tell you, if we keep our heart timber, tender, Brother Kenny, God can do something with us. Amen. If we'll always lead, 
lean on God and not to our own understandings. And understand, Sister Edith, that he's still the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Aren't you thankful for a God no matter how old you get, no matter what situation you find yourself in, Brother David? He can take care of that situation. But we have to keep our hearts tender, and we also have to stay humble thyself before God when thou heardest his words against this place and against the inhabitants thereof. He humbled thyself before me and didst rend thy clothes and weep before me. He said, I have even heard thee also, saith the Lord. Aren't you thankful that he's not a God that's on vacation, Sister Debbie, when you need him? Aren't you thankful he's a God that ain't asleep or slumbering or somewhere else? Aren't you thankful he's a present help in a time of trouble? Aren't you thankful for the promises? When the devil tells you, Sister Chelsea, that God don't care about you, aren't you thankful, Brother JT, that you can get the Bible down and read the book? Just the comfort of the word of God. And 2 Chronicles 34, 29, 32 said, This is King Josiah's response. The king sent and gathered together all the elders of Judah and Jerusalem, and the king went up into the house of the Lord, all the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem and the priests, the Levites, and all the people, great and small. And this is what he said. He said, Read in their ears all the words of the book of the covenant that was found in the house of the Lord. And the king stood in his place and made a covenant. Aren't you thankful that we can make a covenant? A covenant, Brother Hal, with God. Aren't you thankful that we need to make a covenant with ourselves in God? Amen. He said, before the Lord to walk after the Lord and keep his commandments, his testimonies, and his statutes with all his heart and with all his soul to perform the words of the covenant which are written in this book. And he calls all that were present, Jerusalem, Benjamin, to stand to it, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem did according to the covenant of God and their fathers. Aren't you thankful for men and women of God, if you like me, that, that's been in my life, Sister Boyd, that stood in the test of time? That you could look at their life, Brother Jack, and you could follow their life, you could follow their steps and know that you was headed in the right direction. Aren't you thankful that people have, before you and I made a covenant with God that no matter what come or what goes, Brother Kevin, they was going to stand flat-footed for Jesus. Because, church, it ain't always been easy. Like, And I don't mean easy in a sense. You know what I mean. Can I tell you, there's people that's paid an awful price, a high price, so you and I can be in this area today. That you and I can have the Word of God. Most of us have three or four Bibles, and if you if you want to, I guess you can have it on your phone and all your digital stuff. Well, Alan, sometimes we just take those blessings for granted. Aren't we just thankful that the Word of God is so available to you and I? I thought about how the, y'all remember the story about, about Nineveh and how God had told Jonah that he wanted him to go to Nineveh. And, and this is what he told him in Jonah 1, 1 through 2. He said, now the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness is come up before me. And we all know, we're talking about building on God's word, and we all know the story about Jonah and how he went the opposite direction, Sister Debbie, and God said that he prepared a great fish, and the Lord said, and his gospel that it was a well. 
Brother, it don't matter how far we run from God. God knows where we at. Amen. But I'm thankful for that. Sister Susan, he knew where I was at that Sunday morning, and he talked to me. I'm thankful for that. Amen. And so we know that, that Jonah was in the belly of the will and the well. He he said it was in the belly of hell. He said he had seaweeds wrapped around his head. But I thought about here's what I find interesting about this is that, you know, Jonah preached a dynamic message. And the whole city, Brother BJ, turned to repentance. Now, can I tell you, any preacher would be just flat tickled. Today. I mean, we're preaching right now. If all of y'all was to stand up and run to the altar, you wouldn't scare me and make me mad. I mean, can I imagine? Can I just tell you, old Jonah, you would have thought his reaction pastor would have been one of excitement. So this is what Jonah 3, 5, and 9 says. So the people of the Nineveh believed God and proclaimed a fast and put on sackcloth from the greatest of them even to the least of them. And the Bible says, For the word came unto king of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, laid his robe from him, and covered him with sackcloth and ashes. Can I remind you that the Ninevites hated the Jews? And the Jews had no use for the Ninevites neither. But can I tell you, Sister Debbie, that when the king heard it, he said that he come off his throne, took his robe and covered him with sackcloth and ashes, and he caused it to be proclaimed and published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles, saying, Let neither man nor beast, herd or flock, taste anything. Let them not feed nor drink water. Can I tell you, he was serious. But JT, when you cut food off from you is one thing, but cut it off from your little animal, that's a whole different thing. He said, look at here, animals, y'all ain't, we're not going to eat, y'all ain't going to eat. Amen. I don't, I don't recommend y'all try that with your animal at home next time you fast. That, I don't know how that might work, but, but this is what he said. This is what the king said. He said, but let every man and beast be covered with sackcloth and cry mightily unto God. Yea, let them turn everyone from his evil way and from the violence that is in their hand. Verse 9 said, who can tell? Brother Jerry, I'm thankful for a God that you can say, you know, it may look like I'm up against the wall here, Brother BJ. The enemy is attacking me. I'm getting it from every side. But who can tell? Who can tell? So, Susan, only God knows. He knows the end from the beginning. The devil will tell you, you know, you're taking on water. And Brother Poke, it sure looks bad. And you really do hurt where you say you hurt. And the devil just reminds you, you know, that could be. That could be. He ever hit you all with that could be? You think, I don't know about y'all, but have you ever been somewhere and they say, well, Brother Wayne, you just look like you don't feel too well. Boy, in a little while, Brother Jack, you'll be thinking, you know, maybe I, you start poking on yourself. I know that don't happen to y'all, but us folks on that side of the bridge, that just happened. You think I might have a fever? Huh? That's the way the devil operates, Sister Joyce. He drops a little bit in there sometimes, and we just start feeding that thing. You know, and it ain't long, Sister Joyce, you think I might better go lay down on the couch. You know what? I do have some sick time built up. I think I'll just stay home. Honey called and checked on you. Said, "What you done all day?" Said, "Gosh, I think I'm about to die." <laughs> well, when I left this morning, you was doing good. 
Yeah, but I think I got a favor. I know that don't happen to y'all, but I'm just saying. But the king said, who can tell if God will turn and repent and turn away from his fierce anger that we perish not? Who can tell? Next time the devil tells you you got a family member that's not going to be saved, just reply to him and say, oh, devil, who can tell? Who can tell, devil? I know the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He knows, Brother Larry. He knows you can stand. I'm, I'm through. Talk this morning about building on God's word. And church, can I tell you that the God that you and I serve, there is nothing impossible with our God. The only impossibilities is, is the limits, Brother Danny, that you and I put on God. But we serve a God that's still King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Join me as we pray. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806 or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.